right, man. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Truth Tales podcast. This is your host, Quentin Garrett. Again, man, I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to this week's episode. Um, today, we have a special guest in here, man. He's a very uh, talented person, a very uh, inspirational guy. Um, I love to hear him talking to some of that we did together. We have uh, Coach Jorge, man, he's the author of a few novels, as well as a veteran and uh, inspirational life coach as well. How you doing today, man? Fantastic, man. Thank you for having me here, man. It's an honor and a privilege. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming in. So um, just to get started, was there anything else that you wanted to give about yourself that you want the people to know right now? Uh, I'm also a public speaker. Uh, I'm a father, 13-year-old boy. And I'm an online course creator as well. Those are just the three things I want to add on to that. You do so much. I knew I couldn't touch base with every single thing. I was like, I know I'm going to leave something out. But uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you hopping on. And today, like I told you before, I wanted to touch base with mental health awareness in general and going through hard times, but specifically men going through hard times, because I know even myself has had some hard times that I go through and I try to hold things in and bottle them up instead of kind of speaking out on that. So I know that you had went through some hard times as, you know, young kid as well as into your young adult life. So how did you get through that uh, from a man's perspective as far as talking about and owning up to what you've done and taking responsibility or things like that and holding yourself accountable? All right. Well, I think a little bit of backstory is due for this one. Um, my last learning experience, and I'll just touch base on that one. That's the one's most recent. That's most vivid in my in my in my mind on a regular basis is the fall of 2019. I call it my fall from grace 2019. Right. Um, I had multiple businesses with a business partner, lots of investors that were also uh, either active duty or veteran service members from different branches, um, and we all invested our money into this business. My vision. Long story short, a lot of betrayal was happening. A lot of things were going on. Um, I ended up losing everything. I put too much faith, effort, and trust in someone that didn't deserve it. They were feeding me all sorts of stories, good things, you know, flashing pretty things in front of me to distract me. Um, they knew what buttons to push to keep me going at the moments that I wanted to just cut ties and, and head out. They knew what buttons to push. There's a little bit of manipulation there uh, as well. Anybody that knows me, I'm a family guy, and you, you dangle well, your son. If you dangle my child in front of me, of course, that's a very powerful button to push. But at the same time, I was losing all my businesses. Um, I'd let down everybody that invested. As, as well as that, my ex-wife at the time decided that she didn't want to continue you know, being faithful or being you know, stuff like that. So I had to file for divorce around the same time. I lost uh, my home. I lost my car, I lost all my businesses, all the people that I call brothers and sisters that at one point believed in me. Now, if they saw me, they'd kill me. Every almost every single one of them. There's only a handful of them that are that genuinely cared if I was alive or dead and would just call me or contact me to make sure that I'm still alive because they actually knew the type of person that I was, that I am, that I forgot at that time because of all the negativity that was coming at me, all the people talking smack, all the people threatening. Uh, and there's there's... There's a lot of emotions that come into play. And despite me studying, practicing, implementing, and teaching everything that I teach now for over 23 years, I had a mental block. I couldn't see. I couldn't remember anything. I was just stuck in a pit of despair. And it wasn't until I started shifting things in these three main areas, which is what my current coaching practice is all about. I made shifts in my mindset, I made shifts in my body, fitness and nutrition, and I made shifts in my spiritual development. 
And when I say spiritual development, this is one that always throws people off because they, they, they hear spiritual, they think either universe or they think, uh, you know, religion and things like that. First of all, those that are the higher being, higher power, stuff like that, universe is also included in religion because it's all something that's beyond yourself, right? I don't touch on that. When I talk about spiritual growth and spiritual development, I talk about inner spiritual growth and outer spiritual growth, which is how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you take care of yourself because no one's going to do it better than you, and how you service other people, your acts of fulfillment, charity, service towards others, which includes business, the realm of business. And a lot of questions that people have, well, oh, do you talk on finances? Or do you talk on, well, nothing happens, but you don't take action. So mindset and physical go together and then physical and spiritual go together because you have to take action to the service of your clients. So uh, they all overlap, but those are the three main areas that we as individuals, as men need to work on. That way we can show up for ourselves and then show up for the ones that we love. If we don't, if we're not good then we can't show up for the ones that mean the most to us. And so just when you say um, having to own up to it, what do you think the biggest barrier with men is, you know, in confronting their problems? What do you think the biggest barrier that we go through as being, you know, that family man or that um, person supposed to carry everything, all the responsibility? We got to remember that, that you're still human. At the end of the day, people do make mistakes. And you have to know your self-worth. Your self-worth is very important because no matter what issue has gone wrong or gone awry, no one, you don't deserve for people to be talking at you or down to you. So, and I use the same learning experiences. Here's an example. I would contact everybody that I had on my phone in relations to the events that happened and me losing everything to try to, hey, look, this is what's happening. This is what I'm going through. As soon as things start picking up and changing for me, I fully intend to make sure that you're taken care of. Instead of them letting me say anything, they would instantly cut me off, yelling and screaming, calling me all sorts of names, all the, all the ungodly things in the world, <laughs> talking at me and not letting me speak. And I said, well, you know, there's, this conversation is over. Uh, you need to eliminate any negativity from your life if you want to, one, start the healing process. Because if you're starting the healing process and then you have someone coming in every five seconds telling you how much of a quote-unquote piece of shit you are, or how much of a degenerate, or how much of a, you know, you fucked up, you're not a businessman, you're, you're, you're worthless. No, no amount of personal care that you do, if you have all that negative energy coming at you, is going gonna, is gonna to help you push forward. It's going to be so, uh, it's a much harder uphill battle if you keep those people in your life. And I say those people in general loosely because it's also family members, close friends that they were close friends at one, at one time. That all of a sudden, a little bit of money was thrown away was lost, and now they forget who you are. And I understand the situation. And it's another thing, like, if you got to put yourself in their shoes as well. Yeah. you got to understand the situation, but you're still a human being. I fully intend, and I have, I have it on my plans and my long-term goals to make sure everybody gets taken care of, whether they're still in communication with me or not. The moment I become omnipresent and everybody knows who I am, where I am, and all the stuff that I do, I'm sure they'll reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? Especially because I put, I put everything out there. I talk about everything. Like there's, there's no dirt. You can't find any dirt. It's all out there, <laughs> you know? So, and, and that's the, and then that's the thing. That's the key. Like you need to be a man of your word as best as you can be. 
And just because they don't see your vision doesn't mean that you don't have a vision. Just because they don't understand what you're going through doesn't mean that it's not, you're not validated. Like you don't need to seek yeah. validation from anybody else. I always tell people this uh, at the same time, and it goes along with the vision. God gave you the vision, so don't expect anybody else to see the vision or understand the vision the way you see it. They might have an idea, but they're never going to see it the way you see it, and they're never going to have the drive that you have towards it. It's your vision. So if something happened to you where you fell down and you're, you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like defeated and you're like, well, what the hell do I do now? Where do I go? Which turn do I take? The first thing you need to do is realize what had happened. You're going to have to take a step back and do some, some real inside work. And what is it that you want to do at your time frame? Not anybody else's time frame. It's your time frame. You can't work on somebody else's time frame. Then it's just going to add stress and pressure onto you. You're not going to be able to do anything straight. It's your time frame. And they are not going to want to hear what your time frame is. They, want, they only care about their time frame. So the quote that says, um, plan in silence, show them only the results. Yeah. This is exactly what you need to do. Plan your comeback in silence. Reach out. If it's like a situation similar to mine where someone else's life got affected because of something that went awry, reach out to them. Try to contact them. That's called facing your fears, facing the, the battle, the confrontation. You need to address it. But you don't need to tolerate any abuse, verbal, physical, emotional. You don't need to tolerate it at all. doesn't matter who that person was to you in your life before the event happened. So I cut ties with my business partner, my ex-business partner, my ex-wife. I cut ties with anybody that was, look, you can talk with me or don't talk to me. All right, come at me right or don't come at me at all. And I, I still greet with the proper greeting of the day. If they reach out to me now, I haven't changed my social media. I haven't changed my phone number, my emails. They, if they want to find me, they can find me. I'm very easy to find. I just blocked that number from my phone. That's not going to stop them from calling me from a different number. When you try to, you know, own up to things like that and you try to remove that negativity out of your life, you know, sometimes people come into the a situation to where they have built a habit to allow those negative people to be in their life or they have allowed themselves to just condone to what everybody else is doing. And since someone says that they can't do this, they can't do that, they just start to accept it themselves. How would you explain to someone to the best way to get out of that situation and get out of that habit so they don't, you know, to release the stress? You need to create the space. Step one is cut ties. Don't talk to them. If you have to move somewhere, move somewhere. I was in North Carolina. I had to move to Florida. Everybody that, that there's an issue or whatever, they're in North Carolina. Some of them re-enlisted. Some of them got out and they went to their respective states. Some of them, their states are here in Florida, in central Florida where I'm at. I reached out to them. I told them what was happening, what's going on. If you can't talk with me, then, then there's no reason for us to talk. I fully intend to take care of you as soon as everything gets right but I can't do it from bankruptcy. I have to get better myself first before I can help anybody else. So you need to create the space. Then you need to realize your own self-worth. That's what I mean. You need to do the inside work. What do you bring to the table in every aspect? Once you know your self-worth, then you can address and confront the issues with confidence. Then you can talk to everybody and be like, hey, look, this is what's been going on. If it seems like I fell off the planet, you can't communicate with me. I don't know why. My, nothing's ever changed. But people, oh, you fell off the planet. I was like, no, I didn't. You just weren't looking. I, contact, I finally contacted you when I'm ready, willing, and able to, to have a conversation with you. You want to start talking at me? Well, hey, look, I'm not going to entertain this. No matter what it is, you feel whatever you want to feel. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. Look, I'm going to take care of this as best as I can when I can. Not when you can. Well, when is that? I'm formulating the plan right now. And even if I had the plan, I'm not going to tell you. Because you're just going to be hounding me every day when you think I should be at the next point in my plan. That's why you plan in silence. 
You don't need that extra stress. I will reach out to you when I'm ready to start facilitating. The ball is in your court. You need something from you. You need to make sure all your ducks are in order and in order to, to get to the starting line. You haven't gotten to the finish line to get those ducks in order. You're the starting line ducks in order. <laughs> I definitely understand, you know, removing those people. And if someone is going through something or, you know, men, I feel like a lot of men nowadays, when they hold that stress in, they become anxious, they become depressed, things like that. What would you say would be the best, The what is the key ingredient to making sure that you are mentally right enough to, you know, prepare yourself to take the next day to give yourself the life that you want to give to you and your family. This is why I talk about this, why I have it separated into three areas, mind, body, and spirit, because your mind could be right, but your spirit could be broken down because of the events that happened. So you need to work on that inner spiritual growth and start treating yourself right. Start talking to yourself, right? Start doing things for yourself that make you happy because you can't do positive things from a negative state of mind. There'll always be an ulterior motive. If that be the case, I'm only succeeding so I can get back at this person. Okay, you got back at them. Now what? Now your life is falling apart because you did it for the wrong reason. So step one, get your mind right, get your body right, get your soul right or your spirit. That's what you have to do. So if you're one that sports is one of your go-tos, the gym, a lot of us, the gym is one of our go-tos. You also need to find someone that can support you emotionally that's not a female. Because that's a lot of the problems that we don't even go to females because we feel like they're going to judge us. Or they're going to, we're less of a man because we have emotions, because we have feelings, because we're going through stuff and we don't know which direction to turn. And now all of a sudden we're, we're less of men. That's not the case, but the judgment happens. And it, the judgment happens from someone that hasn't looked inward themselves. And there's very few people that actually work on themselves consistently. And that's the key word, consistently. They would start, but then it would stop. They would start, and they would stop. And that's the rhythm that they're, they're used to. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad moments. I actually battle with uh, anxiety and depression disorder, general anxiety and depression disorder. So I battle that stuff all the time. Um, recently, and here's me being vulnerable. Recently, back in November, I, I broke up with my girlfriend, whom I was planning a long future with. So that was an emotional setback, a huge emotional setback for me. And it wasn't that nobody did anything wrong. We both did everything as best as we could together. Our futures were not aligned. So we had decided to cut ties. But it was after over a year of being together. So there was a lot of work put into that relationship. So I don't have any less love or care for her. I just know that there's not going to be a future there. And, and you're always, I, I've always had those random moments where I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? But I didn't do anything wrong. I've always been the man I, I teach my son to be. I've always been the man to serve, the man of service. I've always had my priorities in order. I've always had, like, I didn't do anything wrong. But I have to keep reminding myself. And if I don't have, I don't have anybody to talk to about it, it's just going to keep, you know, the demons inside keep fighting with each other. You can't keep it all in your head and keep it to yourself. Because then it's going to turn away. It's going to eat at you on the inside. You have to find someone else. If you have a friend that's not in a worse situation than you, Keyword, if they are not adding to your life, then that means they're taking away. They need to be able to add to your life. So if you have a friend that's always coming to you with problems and you barely ever come in with problems, guess what? He's taking, not giving. Find yourself a new friend. Not that you don't show him any less love, but you find yourself a friend that's at your level or ahead of you. And so when you, you know, you have that person and you still find some people who don't really go to them when they need them 
why do you think it's so hard for them or as men to go to people? Because I think if we understand why it's so hard and we are able to grasp it, we can have a better understanding on how to move forward from the problem that we're facing. So society has put it in our heads generations ago that if you're a man, you need to shut up, suck it up and keep moving forward. And where that is true during important times and situations, it is not supposed to be meant to be done 24 seven. And that's the misconception that people have. Yes. Suck it up, buttercup, grab a straw. Cause nobody cares. Quote unquote. Right. That's only for the situation. If shit's got to get done, the man's the, the alpha male, quote unquote, alpha male, the one that everybody feels protected around just by their sheer presence. That's the alpha male, not one that belittles people, but one that supports, serves. And it's, you know what? I got this. No problem. That's the alpha male. I got to handle the situation. I got to take care of this. I got to make sure it's right. Provide, protect, perform is what we're naturally wired for as men. In order to do that, we need to put the needs of others before the needs of the few, the needs of the one. But you still got to take care of the one. And people forget that other side of that coin. They think, yes, I'm a man. I'm supposed to suck it up. I'm supposed to, you know, hard charge and all that. But you're a human. Even Superman bleeds. Just got to find the right kryptonite. And we all got it. No one on God's green earth is perfect. Nobody's infallible. We're all flawed gems, still shining bright, but we're flawed. So it's just get that out of your head. That's it. You're human. You have a right to feel. You need to feel. You can't bottle anything in. It's just going to turn in when you eat at you, and you're going to turn into a bitter, nasty person, and it's going to reflect, and you don't want that. You want to reflect what you are naturally, what you're supposed to be, what you were born to be on the inside. So you need to keep doing the things that make you happy, that bring you joy, that bring you strength. And keep those people around you that support that. And you see that you will attract who you truly are. If you keep dwelling in darkness, then you're only going to attract the darkness. You want to attract better people? Be better. In order to be better, you need to work through things. There's a, my father used to tell me this. There's a time and a place for everything. And he t- used to tell me this when I was younger. And it was always in relations to being hyperactive, ADHD, uh, you know, moving around where I wasn't supposed to be moving around. Church is going on and I'm running in the back. Nope. Sit down. I had to learn the hard way. I was the rebel. I was always getting an ass beat. (laughs) I was the biggest ship off the old block too. I was the most like him. And I started applying that little piece of of wisdom that he gave me when I was little to other areas of my life. I was like, there's a time and place for everything. And as I got older, he started using it in other areas of my life as well. I have a reading disability according to the state of Florida. I barely graduated with my high school diploma. I had, they had to sign a waiver. I took the FCAT like three times. It's the state exam to see if you can graduate with a regular high school diploma. I failed it three times. I had to sign a waiver by like one or two points. So, and I wrote a book and I have an ebook that I wrote and I did, and I created an online course and I've got certifications that help me be the coach that I am today. So by no means am I a dummy, but don't listen to the standards that other people place. That's actually part of the definition of self-esteem. Self-esteem is not yourself. Self-esteem is based off of statistics from everybody else. That athlete got a, a, a local award, local first place, and he went to regionals, and he went to dist- you know, went to national. Because of those accomplishments, he's got high self-esteem. He, everybody knows, likes, and trusts me because of this. Now I have self-esteem. Well, self-worth is from you, from the inside. So there's a difference between self-worth and self-esteem, and people think there's the same thing. It's not. The two different things. You should always have your self-worth first. Because of your self-worth and because of your purpose, you do the things that you do, you achieve the accolades that you achieve, and then you see the self-esteem start building and rising because you've got all the social proof. 
So everybody's capable of greatness, the greatness of their own vision. But what is their vision? That's up to the individual. That's up to the man that's listening to this podcast right now. Sit down, write your mission, vision, core values for what you want to do with your life and then charge at it. If it ain't helping you get there, it's holding you back. Create distance. I'm not saying stop showing love. Family will always be family. But I have family members that I don't talk to on a regular basis because of it. If they're associated with someone that I don't talk to, guess what? Guilty by association. I don't, I don't reach out as often. Do I still love carers? If they need me, they can call me and I'll be there. But I'm not going to go out of my way to message them every day or call them every day. No, I have, I have to focus on me and my son and the next one, you know, <laughs> whenever that happens, whenever that happens, right? I have to focus as part of my vision board. My family future is part on my vision board, my three-year plan. So plan what you want. Then have the things. And here's what I'm getting into this. As a child, you have alphabets and ABCs and animals and colors and shapes and all those things in your room covering wall to wall, helping you learn, educating, helping it stay in your brain. What are people doing now to continue that level of, they call it obsessive compulsive and stuff like that. Now, it's not obsessive compulsive. You want to learn your ABCs as a kid? You have it all over the walls. Your one, two, threes, shapes, colors, animals, all that stuff. You have it hanging on your crib. I teach people, like, if you want your kid to do that, to remember these things, and to be, and the more they're around it, the more they learn, the faster they learn, things like that, correct? People stop doing that at a certain point in their life. And I feel and believe that when that moment stops, shortly after they stop putting things on their walls, things that help their retention and education, once those things stop, including the positive self-talk, then they start hearing all the negative shit that the world keeps feeding them, all the bullshit the world keeps feeding them. And they start believing it because they hear it from two and three and four and five people. And all of a sudden it's stuck in their brain. And that's when that shift happens from I can do it. I can be an astronaut if I want to be to I'll be happy just being a manager at a store or flipping pizza or flipping burgers, whatever the case may be. If you want to be an astronaut when you were a kid, there should be things all around your room geared towards what you wanted to be. Granted, if you reach a point where you want to change, guess what? Take the poster down, put the new poster up. But because we've been conditioned to not do these things, it's causing us to fall off track. It's causing us to stay in that rut, that wagon that stays on that same path because it's traveling that same path day in, day out for years and years and decades. Well, you got to change something. You're really speaking good stuff. And so, you know, we get to the point and you you talked about how to really understand if you know you're feeling down on yourself so we understood how to open up to people and someone we open up to may not give us the answer that we always want because you know not everybody's going to agree and not everybody's going to allow us to do something that they think is not logically smart but you know people who are impulsive they just want to do things out of the you know the spur of the moment that's their opinion why yeah <laughs> how do you not be take that uh and not be sad but you aggressive towards them how do you stop that aggressiveness? So once you've done the work, the self-care, you also have to be conscious of where they're coming from. Understand that if they're telling you their opinion is because they care enough about you to share their opinion with you. People don't have to talk to you. They don't have to tell you anything. They don't have to give you their two cents. They don't have to show you that they care. Nobody has to do anything for you. The fact that they're taking time out of their day, our most precious commodity, to come and speak to you, even in their limited mindset, in their fixed mindset, they're still taking their time, energy, and effort to come and talk to you. So 
if you come at it from a place of gratitude because they're, you know, acknowledge their time, energy, and effort they're giving to you, look, I really appreciate what you're doing. You're taking time out of your busy day. Come and talk to me and tell me about these things. But I just don't agree with you. And if you can't support me in my decision, then I would just ask that you just give me some space and give me some time to get my, my, my thoughts right and get my actions in order and, and really figure out what it is that I want. And when I'm ready, I'll come back and talk to you. That's politely giving them gratitude, saying thank you, and dismissing them at the same time without making them feel like dicks or having them retaliate. Now, granted, they're not going to want to spend less time with you because they love you, they care you, and all that stuff. So they're going to they're going to push back. But why do you need space? I was like, because I do. I like, respect me the way I'm respecting you right now. Keep your tone, you know, respectable. The moment that you raise your, because I, you want to, no. The person who loses control of their emotions first loses the argument. The discussion, argument, whatever you want, to, that conversation is lost. The first person that raises their voice or loses their cool and starts cussing a storm, it's, that's the person that lost. So they can come at you all day long with their opinions. Keep in mind, they don't have to. Example, like your mom and dad, if they've been a, a, just a physical laborer all their life, they've been conditioned to, if you don't have a physical laborer job, then you're never going to amount to anything. So that's how they're always going to speak. They're always going to talk. If they've always done construction or, or mowing lawns or building houses or roof repair or any physical labor and work, if all they've known is that, then all they're going to believe is that because no one told them otherwise. So out of love, care for you, they're going to tell you, you need this and you need that and you need gear to what they know. Not that they're trying to push you the wrong direction. They're just giving you their opinions. My dad used to tell me this when I was little and maybe he shouldn't have because it stayed in my head. If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Do you see me hitting you? No. So I don't want your opinion. So please keep it to yourself. I was like six years old. My dad really, really had conversations with me when I was really little. He said, you know, uh, <laughs> that he was having with a 18, 19 year old cousins that were, you know, taking L's in the street, you know? So, and, and like I said, because I'm able, I, I'm happy, grateful that I went through the life that I had because I'm the man I am today because of the situations and incidences from my past. The good, the bad, and the ugly. They made me the person I am today. What I'm willing to tolerate, what I'm willing to deal with. I know which way to turn when something happens because I've been through the shit. Because what well, my dad called it super highly intensive training. Shit. That's another acronym my father loved to say all the time. Because he was also my Kung Fu instructor. My Kung Fu master. He was the Sifu of the dojo. So he would say, go to the dojo and, and get ready to receive some shit. And what he meant by that was super highly intensive training. And yeah, it was. <laughs> so not everybody has the, the, the privilege of being raised with a father. You know what I'm saying? So it started uh, around my generation. Um, something happened where people weren't working through their emotions. People stopped completely working through emotions. They stopped caring about the other person's emotions and decided just, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And when you start thinking selfishly, things start pulling away from you. So, and that's the thing. It's like when you're, when you're the leader of the household, you're supposed to be leading from the front, but you also need those moments where you can be vulnerable. If you don't have those outlets, then you're just going to start building a shell, building walls, locking doors that no one's going to be able to open. And when the person comes in that cares and wants you to be vulnerable, 
it's not available. And if it's your significant other, and I'm saying it this way because it happens on both sides of the spectrum, it's not just guys, it's also girls. So I'm saying it like this. If you at one point dismissed someone from their emotions, well, guess what? They've already recorded that. And now they're going to speak to you even less about their emotions. So if you want to have that vulnerability with your significant other, never belittle them. Never talk at them when they're trying to be vulnerable with you. Receive the information as just that information, not positive or bad or good or, or evil. It's information coming into your head. They're being vulnerable with you. It's very hard to find a partner without the judgment. You know, at times you have to man up, but there are other times where you need to work things out. You need to work things through. And that's one of the biggest things. So how can a person rebuttal someone that's giving their opinion? And I'm circling back to like, that was the original question and respect and give gratitude to the person for them spending the time to tell you their opinion, but you don't have to accept it. Keep your cool, respectfully decline. Thank you for your, for your time. Thank you for telling me your opinion. I respect you for it. I want to go this route and I want to investigate it some more. I need more research in order for that to happen. I need some space. Give me some space. As soon as I figure things out and I know the direction I want to go, whether it's this continue this way or to take you up on your offer, I will let you know. Until then, if they reach out to you, you don't need to answer the phone when they call. You don't need to respond to a text message when they say, create that space and be like, hey, if they message you and the, and the times where you're working on your business, your side hustle, you're in control of that time. So if you want to work nine to five, that side hustle, guess what? I'm working on my side hustle. Please don't text me between 9 o'clock and 5 p.m. Well, guess what? After 5 p.m., now you're worried about your personal growth, your personal, your spiritual development, inner and outer. And you're working on your mindset when you're not working on work. So you're still working on yourself. So you're still busy. I'm sorry. I'm working on my mindset right now. I don't have time to communicate right now. I'll contact you as soon as I can. Respectfully declining their engagement for conversation. Eventually, they're going to they're gonna get the hint, and they're like, all right, well, they'll reach out to me when they're available. You still say, tell them that you love them. You still tell them that, you know, all these things. Like, I still love you. I'm just very busy, and I'm, I'm focusing on me, my, my, my spiritual growth, my mental growth, my physical growth, and my, my business and my family, immediate family. Like, if they have kids, whatever. Like, in your case, you have, you have a wife and kids. And anybody outside of that, those are extra people. Respectfully, those are extra people. You love your mom and your dad. You love your brothers and your sisters, but if they're not adding to your life, it's one or the other. There's no, there's no shades of gray. If they're doing more taking than adding, there's someone that you need to spend less time and energy on. I don't mean you love them any less. People get that mistake. They're like, just because I don't contact you doesn't mean. I have friends in other sides of the states and in other countries that I don't speak to on a regular basis. But when I do, it's like we haven't stopped talking. Like, it's like we've been talking every single day. Like nothing happened. Like no time elapsed. Because the real connection is still there. Like, I know you're busy. You know I'm busy. Here's what's going on. Well, here's what's going on with me. Well, what are you doing? What are you collaborating on? What, what are you growing? What are you doing? How can I help you? Is there anything I can do? Follow, share something that you're doing? I know you follow, share stuff that I'm doing. I have friends in other areas of the world that on their time zone, they're liking, commenting, and sharing my post. The best support that I can have is that's someone that supports in what you're doing, even if they don't agree with it. If you're saying something that resonates, hmm, that's a good nugget. Let me share that. Boom. Let me like it. Let me comment. Let me do something. I like what you're doing. Keep it up. Some type of support. If I, and I'm hoping this touches people. I am so hoping this touches people. And this, they really 
take this in. Nobody needs to do anything for you. The moment you realize that and you accept that, everything that anybody does for you is taken with so much more gratitude. You can't be sad and grateful at the same time. You can't be depressed and grateful at the same time. You can't be angry and thankful at the same time. You get angry the moment you realize why you're angry. You say thank you because now I have more drive to do this other thing. You're instantly happy now because you have more drive. Like you, you're thankful for it, and you're like, you know what? You were a dick to me. I remember that. I don't need to spend any time with you, but thank you for giving me that that little. Mm, I don't need to fuck with you. My positive energy needs to go other places. Focus on the positive. Get out of here. Negative. Get out of the way. I'm loving it, man. Man, I got nuggets. Hey, look, I'm loving it. <laughs> and so, man, you you've taught us how to when you you know sad, you're down, how to handle that situation. If you're up, you know, and everything is escalated, how to handle that situation. So we're starting to pit those things, those keys to success to, you know, use. And we're starting to gain that success. We're starting, you know, see things go upward. How do we stay consistent? Because people who get that success, they're like, oh, man, I'm doing good. You know, I can take my foot off the gas a little bit. And then, you know, things start to go downhill. You know, why is that for one? And how do we stop that from happening? So you've never reached your destination. Even if when you, th- when you think you reached your destination, you really haven't. You just reached the new starting point. Continue on your destination. You understand what I said there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. You are never going to reach your final destination. It is just the mile marker that is the start of your next destination. Oh, I'm making $10,000 a month. I made it. The bigger your heart. The more you give, the more you serve, the more money you have, the more money you're going to give. If it's something that you have been practicing on a regular basis, donate your time, energy, effort, money, charitable organization, things like that. The more money you have, the more money you're going to give. Once you're right and your family's right, everything else is going to be giving, 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 giving. How can, what can I donate to? What can I help build that is going to help make other people's lives easier, better? What, what can I do to help someone get a leg up? Because a lot of people feel like they're down. They need that leg up. What can I do? What can I give? What can I share? So you need to have a, there's no other way to put it, you need to have an extremely detailed plan or a massive action plan to your life with daily action steps. What does that mean? What do I want for this year? By December 31st, what do I want to accomplish this year? List them out. Nine to 12 things across the areas of your life, right? Not just nine to 12 business things because then you'd be focused only on business and then your family and your kids would be hurting. Your spiritual growth will be hurting. Your physical development will be hurting, right? So three, six, nine, or four, eight, 12, right? Mind, body, spirit. And then your quarterly goals, then your monthly goals, then your weekly goals, and then your daily action steps. You have to start with the end in mind. And then, all right, in order to get this, what do I need to do? Oh, I need this and this. All right, to get here, what do I need to do? I need this, this, and this. All right, to get to there, what do I need to do on a daily basis to get to start? backtracking what you need to do now to get to where you want to go. Well, guess what? That's just your one-year goal. You need to have a three-year goal. You need to have a five-year goal. You need to have a 10-year goal. You need to have a 20-year goal. Guess what? By the time your 12-year, 12, your 12-month goal is done, maybe you finished all of those goals in six months. Do you just stop for six months and just chill and chill you them? No. You celebrate your victories along the way. Of course, every week you should be celebrating your victory. You should be treating yourself good every week if you accomplish the goals that you had for that week. But once, if you say you complete the 12-month goals in six months, now you can get started on the three-year goals. 
and do the daily action steps for those, which is just a continuation of what you're already doing. Continue doing what you're doing, continue defining everything, solidifying things, and moving towards your three-year goal. You're probably going to get done to your three-year goal in two years. Well, guess what? Some things happen. Like my three-year goal, it's going to be a three-year goal. The one for family, relationship, marriage, like whenever I do find the one, that's going to be some time. That's going to be some time, right? Um, because a man of value doesn't go around looking for the right now. They have in mind what they want, and they're looking for someone that knows what they want as well. So they don't want to waste their time with any of the cualquiera. In Spanish, we call them cualquiera. The randoms. We don't want to waste our time with the randoms because we're focused. If we get distracted from what we're doing, we're never going to achieve the goals that we have. And if a woman wants a good quality man, she knows that she's never going to come first because his goals need to come first. His ambitions, his, his plan needs to come first. So if she wants a good quality man, she needs to respect that, that she's never going to be in first place. She should acknowledge and be happy, just like he's happy. Same, same thing. If he wants a good quality woman, she has a plan for her life. It might not be the same plan as yours, but if she's willing to merge her plan with yours and vice versa, then you work together towards a future plan together, which means you have to communicate and all that stuff. But good quality man, good quality woman, you need to respect each other's individual goals and merge your family goals together. If it's possible, that's when you find the one. That's when you know that's one. And she knows, I mean, for me, I'm a Christian. So it's God first, faith, family, business. But my son comes before anything, you know, before me and all that stuff. That's, that's the father in me, right? I got to make sure I'm good so that I can give him everything he ever needs, wants, or desires, right, from a father. In order to do that, I need to make sure my business is good. I need to make sure that I'm good physically, emotionally, and mentally so that I can provide, protect, and perform for my son as his father. I need to be ready, willing, and able whenever that woman finds, whenever I find that woman, whenever I run into that woman, whenever God brings her into my life to be able to provide, protect, and perform for that woman. And anybody else that decides to hitch onto my trailer as I'm going through my journey until I reach my destination, there's always going to be a new destination. So it's a journey. This is this is all good information. I know it's going to touch a lot of people. And I did hear that you said, you know, you need to find someone that you can merge your plan together. I think sometimes, you know, when we get into relationships, uh, a big issue is one one person might want to take control of, you know, the other's plan and say, you know, your plan should, you know, go into mine, but you really care for this person. How do you learn to accommodate to that? You have to be clear from day one, all of your intentions, all of your plans. If that's the one that you want to, that you know, like in deep down in your soul that you want to spend the rest of your life, you need to have those, those difficult conversations. As you get older, the less time you want to wait to have those conversations. I turn 38 next month. I don't want to wait a year before having those conversations. I don't want to wait six months before having those conversations. I don't want to waste my time. I'm going to have some scary conversations with you probably in a week or so. I need to know if you're ready for it because I'm not going to date you just to date you just to pass time. I'm going to date you with a purpose of possible marriage. And once you have that in mind and you realize, well, I can't fuck with this one. This one's, you know, they'll exit themselves out your life. This is too much too soon for me that guess what? She wasn't the one. No matter how, how awesome you thought she was to that point, she just showed you that she was not the one for you. The one for you will never leave. The one for you will never do anything to disrespect the relationship, dishonor you and her. The one that's for you will stick around. They'll do things. It's the same one. Same way the other way around. The right guy for you will show you his true intentions from day one. He'll show you everything. He don't care. Like, I started dating someone. I... You want the password to all my accounts? I don't. I don't like. I don't like social media anyway. I have it for business. I don't have it here. If any, if anybody tries to reach out to me with something other than business, 
You answer it. I don't care. There's no secrets. There's a difference between privacy and secrets. When you start changing your account passcode or not looking at things, hiding it from your significant other, you're not being, oh, I need my privacy. No, you're holding secrets and you're keeping secrets from them. There's a difference. And that's a red flag because the world of technology is advancing so fast. Cheating is no longer something with the girl next door. Cheating is something cyber is what it is. Like, what are your morals, ethics, and code of conduct as a woman, you know, as a, as a woman of, uh, or a man or a woman of, of character, right? With the alpha male, right? You want to have all the things available ready to you. The older, and see, that's another thing. The older we get, the more we stack, the more value we bring to the table because we've been told from generations that we have to be the provide this. We have to do all of this stuff to support, provide, protect. And then, you know, and this is the stuff that we're naturally built to do. The older we get, the more money we have, the more money we have stocked up, the more things we have, the house, cars, you know, everything, more things we have in order. So it attracts all sorts of females, all sorts of females, but you got to sift through which ones are BS and which ones are high quality women and vice versa. The only difference is that men aren't the ones that reproduce. We're not the ones that carry the baby. And as women get older, their bodies stop producing things that need to be there for fertility, you know, for having a child. So the older a woman gets, the harder it is for her to have children. And a good quality man who's about family wants more children. They want a family. So it's, it's kind of the other side of the spectrum where you, you don't want to wait too long and you don't want to start too early because you wait too long, then you're not going to be able to. There's a difference between not wanting to have a child now and not being able to have a child ever. There's a difference. And, and a lot of women, some women that I know, they're like, oh, I don't want to ever have kids. But the moment where they're like, I might not be ever able to have kids, now they change their mind. Now they want a kid because now I don't think I might ever. If I don't have it now, then I'm never going to have it. And now they're in a rush. Now they're in a hurry to find somebody. And guys don't have that problem. Guys, guys, issues start at a young age. Well, what am I bringing to the table? I'm a greenhorn little piece of shit, and I don't have anything. I don't know anything. I don't have anything. Um, I'm still building my knowledge, my repertoire. And that's the thing. Like, we're not teaching our young men how to do things properly. So it's hard for us to find or hard for people to find someone of good quality because a woman wants their son to be a good quality man, but she's not a man. So she doesn't know how to teach, how to be a good quality man to a son, only a good positive male role model that's there on a daily basis can do. If you are a single mom, you need your brother better be there to stay like daily. If your brother is a good can good candidate for a good quality man, you're, you know, if your brother's willing to take on that challenge, or you know what I'm saying? It, it's gotta, it, there's gotta be someone there. If there's not someone there like that, there's a boys and girls club. There's, there's avenues that you can go to for that. If you go to a traditional martial arts academy, the Sifu or the Sensei, they are a good role model for the most part. Like there's some that drop, you know, <laughs> there's some questionable ones out there, but if you find a really good one, whatever it's going to cost to show your child proper ways to act and behave because traditional martial arts teach the history behind it. It's not just self-defense or beating people up. It's about the, the style, the quality of life, the way of the servant. You're a warrior in a time of peace. 
not a farmer in a time of war. So being a dangerous man is not being a man that's aggressive, angry, doing destructive things all the time. No. Being a dangerous man is someone that has the abilities, the capabilities of doing things, but the self-control to not do anything. So, and there's, like I said, society nowadays has some, some, some screws loose, some information is lost, something got lost in translation, and they're creating fake things. Toxic masculinity. No, it's toxicity, period. Because girls have it too. It's toxicity. Like it is, there's, no to- there's no toxic masculinity. Masculinity is not toxic. Femininity is not toxic. There's no toxic femininity. There's just toxic females, toxic male. It's just toxic. Stop being toxic. It's nothing to do with being masculine or feminine. Everything to do with just being toxic. Just don't be a toxic person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you, you've, you know, touched base on all of, you know, the importance of mental, you know, awareness and mental health with men. And so you put all these things to use, you reach that success, you reach big success. And, you know, you have, you yourself have these businesses, you, you know, you are author of books, you reach all this success. And then one big detrimental thing happens. And, you know, especially as a guy, and when you think everything is going right, how disheartening that can be, whether it, you know, you go bankrupt, whether you are going through divorce or you're losing the kids or you go through a family death, what's the best way to handle that situation to allow yourself to get past it and, you know, start reliving your life and taking it day by day because it all starts with the tomorrow, not, you know, a week from now, things like that. Well, it all starts with today, actually. But it's also, you, you gave a lot of scenarios. If you had a, a death in the family, you have to work through those emotions. If you don't work through those emotions, it's just going to eat away at you. Whatever you got to do to work through through those emotions. Like I lost my grandfather a couple of years back, just after my birthday, in the end of February. I normally fly now to Puerto Rico almost every year. I try to do it every year to pay my respects. He actually asked for me prior to my birthday, prior to his passing, for me to come and visit him in the hospital. And I was too busy with business to take time off to go see my grandfather. That was kind of, that was definitely very emotional for me, very disheartening. And I beat myself up a lot about it. I could not have known how long he would live past that point. So I'm beating myself up now because I missed an opportunity to go and see my grandfather, or I was. Everything happens for a reason. It needed to happen in the way that it did for me to realize the level of importance of family that I was taking for granted. So get slightly a little bit religious here. So as a father, you want what's best for your child. So as God is our father, he wants what's best for his children. But do children always behave? Do children always follow rules? Do children always follow the, the, the tight and narrow? No, we do whatever we want to do, and then we mess up, and then we're like, oh, shit, I fucked up. My bad. And then you try to make it right. You know what I'm saying? Like We're only human. He gave us free will, so we make our choices and stuff like that. But with choices have consequences and rewards. So you need to own up to everything. Realize what's important, what's not important. And then if something happens, you remember, you know, to be there. My father last, last January had a, a, a brain stroke, random brain stroke. And he was in the hospital for a while. I was here in Florida. I made it a point to work with his wife 
and other family members to be there as often as I can for him. You know, his, his wife wanted to be there every single day, which is good. She's a quality woman, right? But she knows that I'm here and that I want to help and that I want to be there for my father. My aunt, his baby sister, or his kid sister, same thing. Um, once his baby sister in Puerto Rico found out, she flew over and she wanted to spend a day with him. So between everybody, family's important. So we were able to do that. My brothers, one in Indiana, Indianapolis, jumped on a plane within the week, flew down here. Brother in Raleigh, North Carolina, jumped on a plane, flew down here. We all lived through experiences where one day we had family and the next day we didn't, especially those in the service because we even lost best friends and brothers and sisters in arms and, or overseas or in country because more military people die in the U.S. than they do overseas fighting wars. Facts. So we all know what it's like to lose someone that we love and we care about. And one day they're all happy next to us, the next day they're gone. You have to work through those emotions and realize that it's never your fault. It's never your fault. Situations like that happen. Death is an inevitability. There are two things in life that are promised to every single one of us. Things can and will change, and we all die someday, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. What are you doing today that makes your life important to somebody else? Because it's not about you. It's not about any one of us individually. It's about the people we leave behind. But what, we, what have we done for them to make their lives better? So that's that topic. That's how you, you overcome that. You have to feel the emotions, realize it's not your fault. Yes, it's a sad moment. And yes, it's something you remember. Make your decisions, feel your emotions, however long that's going to take. Give yourself that time, that grace to go through those emotions. Then pick yourself up and keep going. Any, every one of us individually have to do that. Even if we seek someone else out to speak our emotions to someone else, at the end of the day, we as individuals pick ourselves up and push forward. But we can't do that when we're hurting and in pain, and sad, crying, angry at ourselves for something that was not in our control. That's another, another bit of knowledge I'll give you. You, can, you should only focus on the things that are within your control, which are your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Everything else is a variable that can change at any point in time. And change will happen, can and will happen. So don't get frustrated when something doesn't go your way. You didn't, if something happened that was out of your control that caused it to change, guess what? Take a step back, reassess it, and then go forward again. That's all that we can do. So to your other thing, the other that leads me straight into that other topic that you talked about, business. Something happens and goes south and you lose everything. You're like me. I had to stop, separate from everybody and everything, anything negative and every, every thought and stuff like that. Start rereading things that I've already read hundreds of times. Start making the connections. Start working little by little. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. You can't expect to do a complete 180 from night to day. There's very few people that can do that, that I don't even, I don't, I can't even count. But I don't know anybody that's done a complete 180 instantly, instantly. Now, I've done a 180, but it wasn't instant. I had to process. Everybody has a process, and everybody's process is different. You can't compare your process to somebody else's. It takes 21 days or so, right, to develop muscle memory. 
That's muscle memory, specific to muscles. To, to get rid of a habit, a bad habit, takes 66 days to get rid of a bad habit. To develop a new good habit, it's between 18 and 256 days. So if you're trying something new to change your life for the better, try one thing small at a time until it becomes second nature to you. So you're doing it without even thinking about it. Then add something else. You can't expect to, let's talk about nutrition for a second. You can't expect to go from pizzas and burgers one day to salads and, uh, and grilled, chi- uh, grilled fish the next day, every single day. For one, that's going to cause your, your nickel level to go up and it's going to start to cause you to lose hair. So you can't do that. <laughs> so balanced nutrition, you can't go, case in point, you can't go from eating nothing but junk food to eating nothing but pure healthy food, everything cooked, grown in your house outside, things like you can't go cold turkey. You're going to have withdrawals at one point and you're going to binge and lose everything that you worked so hard to gain. You start by, if you find yourself drinking juices and sodas all day, every day, guess what? You need to be drinking about a gallon to a gallon and a half of water, depending on your height and weight as a male. As a female, it's a little bit less, still depending on your height and weight. But it's about a gallon for women, average, and about a gallon and a half for guys, average, of water. Not liquids, water, plus whatever else you drink. But you should be drinking them. Nobody, you know how hard it is to do that? It, t- it literally takes me all day to drink a gallon and a half of water. It takes me all day. I have to schedule it. I schedule it. I have a timer on my phone. I have a t- okay, I have ADHD, so I need a remind- constant reminders, or else I'm going to forget and keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know how many times that I used to just, I'm, uh, one of my key characteristics is focus. I focus on one thing. I forget to eat. I forget to drink. I, forget to- oh, I should take a shower. But I'm so focused on doing this, but I had to learn. I had to change things. I had to adapt. I had to find a way that works for me. And that's why I think everybody should find their own routine, morning routine and evening routine that works for them, that serves them at the times that they need it. So my morning might be different from your morning. If you're a night owl, your morning is at 9 p.m. That's my evening when I'm getting ready to go to bed. That's when I need to shut down. That's when I need to, everything needs to be serving me for the relaxation and for sleep which means the lighting in my house needs to be dim, needs a more feng shui, right? I need to have the, the, the aromatic scents that help promote calmness and stillness because I'm hyperactive. I need to have the sounds that help me relax, that help me chill, that help me, you know, the white noise, green noise, brown noise, ocean. I love the ocean sounds. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beach person. Like, this is what I do. The waves calm me down. The water calm me down. Down. So that's I have that when I'm going to sleep. That's what I have in the background on low. So I always tell people, tell all my clients, incorporate all of your senses into what you're trying to do. Incorporate all of your senses into gratitude. Every time I see it, it's it's just a sea turtle that has the you know the coqui tribal coqui on there and the tribal sun on there because I'm Puerto Rican. So this is something that reminds me of home. Something I'm very proud of very near and dear to me, so every time I see it, I think how grateful I am to be who I am. Every time I touch it, I also have a keychain that's over there, a keychain that has a Puerto Rican flag on it. Every time I reach in my pocket for my keys and I touch that flag, I, just, I think of something I'm grateful for. I do my best and put things in front of me to make sure I stay positive, to make sure I stay grateful, to make sure I stay in a positive state of mind so that I can find the solution, a positive solution, to every situation that I come across. 
I have things on the wall that remind me of joyous things, happy things. I have things in my pocket, smells around me. I consistently eat my favorite fruit, grapes and oranges. I eat it. I'm always thinking about something grateful, something that I love, something that I like. I'm always seeing things that I love that I like. Because, oh, why are you always smiling? I was always, growing up, I was always half moon up or half moon down, my dad used to say. I'm either smiling or I'm frowning. But most of the time, I was smiling. It was very few times that I was stank face. <laughs> right? So, and it comes to that. I was always focused on things that I like to do as a child. Somewhere along the lines, something happened. I, and I, I thank God every single day. I have one uncle. He's the one that introduced me to personal development. I was always the ugly duckling. I didn't hang out with my brothers growing up very much. If it wasn't training in martial arts with my father, we didn't really hang out. Uh, one other time that we did, playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, the RPG. Yes. Yes. I'm a D&D nerd. Yes. <laughs> so it's, uh, I consider it renaissance because I also used to write poetry. I used to play the drums. I used to be on the football team. I used to be in the breakdancing club in high school. And I played Dungeons and & Dragons. And, and I, I was into anime and things like that. So I was like the smart jock, renaissance man. There was a lot, man of many talents. A well-rounded man, which is what I want my son to be. A well-rounded man. I don't want him stuck in front of the computer. because generation nowadays is high technology. I'm like, son, go outside and play some ball. Go, go hang out with your friends. Go explore the woods. Be careful for this type of snakes, these types of spiders. Go be a boy. Go outside. Be a boy. <laughs> like, make sure that my son has, is well-rounded. So my son does play basketball. He does play Fortnite, stuff like that online. He, he, does, he likes doing handyman things like me. If there's a hole in, in the, the sheetrock of the house, he knows how to fix it. If the tires need air, he knows how to fill up the tire. If he knows how to sh- he knows how to change the spark plugs. He knows how to change the oil. He knows he knows basic maintenance on a car. He's thirteen. He knows how to do all those things. Because when I did it, I said, "Hey, son, come here. Let me show you something. You need to know how to do these things. One day, I'm not going to be around to do them for you. So you need to be able to do these things. If you get lost in the woods, you need to be able to distinguish poison ivy from a different bush. You know, you need to be able to know what what's edible and what's not edible." You know, so you need to know these things in case all hell breaks loose. You need to be good. You need to be able to survive and protect the people around you. All these things are important. It's part of being what I call the alpha male, being ready for all these situations, all these, I don't want to say inevitabilities, but we don't know where the world's going in the future. The best thing that we can do is be prepared for the worst, but always hope for the best. But you got to be ready. That's what I mean by being a warrior in a time of peace than a farmer in a time of war. So when it comes to losing everything business-wise, things like that, exactly what we've been talking about this whole time, there's emotions that went, that went along with the demise. There's emotions that were happening. There's physical actions that were happening. There were decisions that were made that got you to that point. You need to separate yourself from everybody and everything. Take some time for you to reflect on your actions or inaction, your decisions or lack thereof, and your physical actions, or lack thereof. And ass- reassess yourself. Find out where you are, where you, who, you, who you truly are, and the, the decisions that were made with, without complete information, without all of the truth, the things that you, were, that, you feel, that you felt a little more forced to make the decision right there on the moment when you needed time to really think about it. And you had time, but someone else was pressuring you, especially when you have a business partner and... 
You need to do for them what you expect them to do for you in business. If you're giving them weekly reports, they better send you weekly reports. If you're calling them every day when they're running the show, they need to call you every day. The communication needs to be both ways. The level of expectation needs to be the same as what you would do for them. So it's not that don't ever have business partners. I got burned by many business partners. It's not don't have them. I learned from each one, and it was never the same error each time. It was always a new error. So learn from your mistakes, record it. Like It's not that I can't trust them. I need to trust myself, and I need to trust my level of expectation that I'm willing to do for them and expect the same thing from them to me and let them know it from day one on paper, write it all down. So that way the mistake never gets made. You mentioned three or four, but those were the two worst ones that I saw from a, a, a loved one or family dying and losing everything with business, things like that. It's just a matter of you need to separate yourself, step one. So Success is Standing, that book talks about the process to get back up. And it talks about that specific situation where I had betrayal, not just from my spouse, but from my business partner as well. And I, I'll have all your links to your books, um, your website as well, inside the show notes. Um, and so we did this all, although I did want it to be, the, you know, um, something that helped men as well as women, because, you know, women will listen to understand a man's mind as well, to learn how to deal with their problems. And so you taught us how to start at one place, be completely broken down, um, and get to somewhere where you have always dreamt of yourself being. But we have people that, they, you know, have someone going through something and they're not truly um, have that knowledge of how to deal with it. And I know you're, you know, you have a broad knowledge of a lot of things. So if someone listening to this and, you know, it's hard to for someone to understand that they the things that they are not going through, they don't feel. How would you give them advice on what's the best way to handle somebody or a man in general just going through all of these things? Seek out somebody that has the knowledge, that has the wisdom, and that, has, that can give you the guidance that you're looking for. Everybody should always have a mentor. And going to therapy is not a bad thing. Going to therapy is a good thing. That means that you're one step ahead of everybody else. They know they need therapy, but they're in denial. Therapy is a good thing. Having a life coach is a very good leg up. And if you're able to, to acquire one that resonates with you, that's why there's so many different life coaches. They got to be the one that calls to you, the one that you feel can help you the most, that's the person that you need to, to hitch onto and start learning from. They're the ones that's going to guide you to where you want to go because it is about you. So the coach that you speak about, that you talk to, needs to not only be able to relate with you, but also guide you in the proper steps. So, And, and that's, that's one of the things I do. My, my ideal client are men between the age of 25 and 40, male entrepreneurs that have been through some stuff and are having a hard time getting back up. That's my ideal. <laughs> Again, I can, I can talk about all of these things. I'm actually, I'm actually going to have a, a, a challenge, a free challenge on Facebook. It's called uh, the uh, Life Balance Challenge. And it's going to be, uh, I haven't solidified the exact date, but it's going to be at the beginning of March. So the, the content is there. The banner is there. I'm going through the automation stuff of it so that I can pull the trigger on that, hopefully in the next couple of days. But it's going to be the beginning of March, Life Balance Challenge. Follow me on social media. You'll find more information. We'll have more of these conversations uh, for the challenge, things like that. So each day is going to be one, one of those each topics, mind, body, spirit. Each day is going to be dedicated to one of those areas. It's going to be very, uh, very engaging. I'm very hands-on uh, when I speak and when I engage, when I talk to people. And I always want them to practice some of the things that I speak about 
during my teachings, things like this. So that way it can retain more. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good times, fun times, very educational. And it's only been like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And so, and that's what I, like I said, I'm going to put all the, you know, the social media, things like that in the show notes. So you guys can go look him up and he said, you know, if you don't, if you don't have that knowledge, find somebody, go find a life coach in general. Uh, and, um, I'm going to put the, his website on there as well. You know, he was just trying to throw a little bit of advertisement in there. Um, but it's, de- yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, I definitely support it. It's a yeah. free challenge. <laughs> I definitely support it. And, uh, he has my vote for sure. I'm definitely going to go check it out. But, um, man, out of all this, even me, myself, I have gained so much and I know this can help a lot of people. And, you know, it's going to go big places because a lot of people have these issues and they don't know where to look to get the answers to these problems. And I've always been taught it's better to focus on the solution rather than focusing on the problem, because you can always spend too much energy in that problem and not have enough energy to get, you know, to the solution. But, hey, man, look, out of everything that you've given me so far, man, I loved it so much. I really appreciate, you know, you being coming on the show and giving us this knowledge that you have. And we might do this again because, man, I know there's so much more that the, my my listeners want to hear. And if, you know, you guys listening want to hear more from Coach Jorge uh, on the show, we, I'm sure we can get them back and we can talk about those topics and um, try to, you know, help everybody out with, you know, things that they're going through. But uh, Coach Jorge, man, is there anything else that you would like to leave the people with? It's one of my, one of the quotes that actually I say a lot, and it's because it's, if you really think about it, it's very deep. It's like, you you don't drown by jumping into the river. You drown by staying in the river too long. You let that sink in. You don't drown by falling into the river. You drown by staying in the river too long. It's a river. You don't know what's in the water. You don't know what's not in the water. You don't know if it's summertime or wintertime, if it's frozen over. You don't drown by falling in. Don't be scared to jump, to take the leap. You drown by staying there too long. If you fall, the floor cracks behind you, underneath you, right? If it's in the wintertime or there's bad things in the water, don't stay in the water. Get out. So it's a lot of just really think how deep it is in its simplicity, how deep that is. Um, So that's one of the things that I share with people on a regular basis. Don't be scared to jump, but also don't overstay your welcome. If it didn't work for you, learn from it, get up, move on, get out the river. Don't stay there. Don't drown. Don't hang on to something that's not serving you. Get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm loving it. And that just brings it back to, you know, how I always end my shows and I always tell people, you know, you know, stay blessed, do your best and ignore the rest because the only people that we are competing against in this race we call life is ourself. Because at the end of the day, everything else around us doesn't matter. We have to worry about ourselves first, and once we get that right, then we can help others around us. Because if we're not, you know, obviously straight, then we're not going to be able to help anybody else to give them valuable information. But again, you know, guys, thank you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, Coach Jorge, you staying on today. You know, I really appreciate it. And man, look, looking forward to doing this again. I really do. And you guys tune in for you know some more episodes with with a few more guests. And look, like I said, I'm putting this all his information in the show notes. So you guys, please go check him out. You know, everybody that's listening, go to his website, go book a consultation, do anything you need to do to hear him speak. Because I promise you're going to take something valuable from it. And just you know, I can't say it enough, man. Thank you so much for having all of me. 
Very good, man. Thank you. Honored to be here. It's my it's my desire to serve. So. Thank you. All right, man. I will catch you guys the next episode of the Truth Tales podcast. Love you guys, and man, stay blessed. Do your thing. <laughs>